Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. our Thursday health show, everyone. Uh, We're on Ask the Trucker Live, and and we're thrilled to be here tonight. And what great information, I have to tell you, that we're going to be sharing with everyone tonight. I'm Donna Smith, and and I host these Thursday evening health shows. Uh, My better half, uh, Alan Smith, hosts on Saturday on Ask the Trucker Live. And uh, that's the shows where we talk about other industry-related issues like regulation, CSA, truck parking, highway bills, wages, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, But tonight, here we are on the health show, and our uh, our topic of discussion is health insurance. So our show title is Owner-Operators Can Afford Private Health Insurance, Including Low Deductibles. And that's uh, in spite of anything you've heard, and and, and we're going to prove that to you tonight. Um, I was actually pretty shocked myself. Uh, to to learn all the, this, uh, but we'll we'll share it all tonight. Our guest is Trey Walker with Pay Plans and Benefits, and um, just to give a little you know preview, um, everyone knows the lifestyle the driver has led to mil- many illnesses over the years. No one disputes that at all. Uh, besides the challenges they face on the road, such as taking time off to get medical care or even finding medical care, for that matter, while they're on the road. They also face the challenge of paying for health insurance. So it's a double whammy in a way because the drivers get paid, well, you know, cents per mile. So if they're taking time off, they're not getting paid. They're losing money. And then when they go to the doctor, you know, that's it's more money. So uh, a lot of drivers, you know, their main concern and challenge uh is not taking care of their health because the cost is exorbitant for health care coverage. So what do they do? A lot of them go without. Many operators have attempted to take advantage of tax credits uh, since the 2013 uh, law, health law, and and they tried to take advantage of reduced cost health insurance, and they were misinformed, they were rejected, often told they didn't qualify for a, re- a reduced rate, when in fact they most definitely did. And tonight our guest will explain why this happens and how you can avoid this uh, this path. And so our guest tonight, Trey Walker from Pay Plans and Benefits, will explain how owner-operators can afford and obtain full private health insurance with low deductibles, low co-pays, and most often for under 100 a month. Yeah, I know. I didn't believe it either. So, but we're going to find out it's true. This includes those who have, who've been uh, previously told 
um, when they, you know, tried to enroll that they didn't qualify for tax credits and, you know, they were told 500 a month, 1000 a month, and they just said, well, forget it. I don't have that kind of money. I can't, I can't do it. But uh, Mr. Walker is uh, very dedicated to helping drivers receive affordable health insurance um, he works in the family business of pay plans and benefits, and since 2013, he specialized in helping people. Uh, he helps them get reduced costs for private health insurance, where it would have previously not have been affordable for uh, them and their family. He focuses specifically on the transportation industry and is helping many professional drivers and his clients consistently make great effort to refer him to their friends. So a lot of their business now is, is word of mouth, kind of like what's going on with Facebook uh, tonight with this show. So uh, Mr. Walker will share with us how, we, uh, how he has personally guided many drivers onto the correct path uh, in order to obtain affordable health um, without needing to go through the maze of the government website, which a lot of people ref- refuse to go to. And, you know, I can totally get that well we do too so pay plans and benefits um we'll explain how they're unique to the trucking industry and how they use their own software licensed in all 48 states and this means you never are directed to someone else and you always have customer service so in other words you start with pay plans and benefits and you end with them so we're going to start in in a little bit uh before we bring our guest on Uh, We're just going to have a short break from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Well, we're back, everyone, and we are discussing owner-operators can afford private health insurance. 
and that includes low deductibles, uh, low copay, low premiums. And our guest tonight is Trey Walker from Pay Plans and Benefits. So, uh, welcome to the show, Trey. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you doing? Oh, great, great. Um, well, I know um, I've been posting this um, earlier, and the feedback for this show is tremendous. Matter of fact, um, while I had the commercial on, uh, a lot of people jumped on, uh, and they're still jumping on. So um, everybody missed my intro <laughs> tonight, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll we'll cover it all. Um, I just want to uh, welcome you, and I really do appreciate you coming on and sharing all this information because this is just um, this is just information that people need. And when we posted the show, uh, I think I told you that uh, somebody decided not to wait for the show, so they just decided to call you, and then they posted on the show link. It says, "Yeah, um, she, yeah," she says. Uh, well, I won't say her name because she might not want her name said, but she posted on the thread saying she just got off the phone and you saved her $400 a month in premium. And so I'm so, I was really thrilled uh, to see that. And I hear your phone's been buzzing all day from that also. Yeah, I've had a few people call in and actually say, uh, you know, they saw the, the poster. We're looking forward to hearing the show afterwards. Um, so it's great. Yeah, well, the lines are pretty full, and they're still coming on. And hold on, I'm just going, I'm just scrolling down to see everybody. Yeah, they're still coming on. Yeah, well, it's early, you know, and everybody sometimes they don't come in right at six o'clock. Um, but uh, you know, by six thirty, everybody's usually here. Um, well, I, you know, let let's just start off because I know people are are, are really waiting. Okay, how am I going to get this great insurance? And uh, why haven't I heard about this? And why can't I get it from, you know, somewhere else? And uh, so, you know, first of all, the Affordable Care Act was supposed to have reduced everyone's premiums, but they didn't. As a matter of fact, they went up. I know, you know, uh, ours went up so much that I believe, um, I think there's something like 32 million people without insurance right now. Unfortunately, a group of people, who were supposed to be benefit, uh, benefited greatly were uh, the um, owner-operators. And when they called to speak to someone, whether that be a broker, or private health insurance, the ACA website, whatever, they have told, been told that they did not qualify. And actually, they did qualify, and, you're, and that people are finding that out right now when they're coming to you. Can you please share with everyone, explain to them, why they were told uh, that they didn't qualify, and uh, you're finding in now and you're telling them, yeah, you do, and as a matter of fact, you're getting a huge tax credit. Uh, can you just share that with everybody, try to explain yeah. it? Yeah. So essentially um, what if they call into an exchange, whether it be you know a private one or the healthcare.gov, which is the government's uh, run Exchange, which is basically just a, a marketplace for different private insurance companies to offer their plan. Um, and when you uh, go through the federal marketplace, uh, you're able to shop plans, and you're also able to apply for uh, tax subsidies that help you pay for that plan. Um, so 
the the government pays that tax subsidy directly to the health insurance company. Um, and so instead of paying whatever the full cost would be, you pay the cost minus uh, what you got for a subsidy. Um, and the problem that most uh, drivers or owner-operators ran into is that the person on the other end of the line uh, usually just didn't understand their situation. They're used to working with, um, you know, salaried or wage employees. Um, and, you know, owner-operators are, are kind of in a unique situation as well where they're independent contractors, but they really are they're, – they're more their own uh, small business. And um, so when they go to apply, um, you know, because they grow so much uh, – the person on the end of the line uh, didn't know how to, in most cases, uh, wouldn't know how to interpret their application. Um, they would either base it off of their gross income, which is, you know, very high and definitely wouldn't qualify them for a subsidy, or maybe they would explain it to them incorrectly um, and, and go off their net, um, which is, uh, you know, uh, sometimes that their net does qualify them for a subsidy, but uh, what the subsidies are really based off of is your adjusted gross income. So that's after all their deductions and write-offs and everything, um, what they're responsible for uh, paying taxes on at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, just because of the unique nature of their industry um, and because they get so many uh, write-offs, there's a pretty in for each day you're on the road, um, lots of other ones. Um, their adjusted gross income, which is what they're taxed on, tends to be very low, and it puts them right in this sweet spot in terms of getting, you know, the majority of the cost of their health insurance plan paid for. Um, and in most cases, in addition to knocking off a significant amount of what they would pay each month uh, for a premium, uh, it also pays for their deductibles, uh, co-pays, co-insurance to be lower as well. So in most cases, they're actually getting plans for not much money at all that are better than what the health insurance companies would actually even offer. Because normally, you know, they wouldn't offer a plan with a zero deductible or a $250 deductible. Um, and, and, so, and this is this is people who who have actually gone to the site and were rejected, and then they came uh, and called you and, and found out that, indeed, they have a huge... Uh, yeah, um, tax credit. especially in, in the first few years when it was just uh, such a, a mess with the technology um, on healthcare.gov site, and, and no one really knew. Uh, it, it was very difficult to find people who, who knew what they were doing uh, to begin with, much less understood their specific situation um, as an owner-operator. Um, most of my clients had already talked to you know, maybe they had tried to go through healthcare.gov before and uh, the marketplace literally just wasn't even able to interpret their application because they just, um, their specific situation wasn't really thought about um, right after the law got passed. Or they um, tried to get quotes from a few different brokers who either, you know, pushed them into a, a full cost plan because. Uh, brokers shied away from this whole thing like the plague initially because uh, it was 
incredibly complicated to get people signed up. It uh, it took forever. Most of the time, you you know you, you wouldn't get credit. Um, and so to them, it, it really wasn't worth it to do. Um, so when so they, they would, would push them into a full payment. What would they tell them? You're not qualified. I mean, how could they legally say that if if they're they they wouldn't bother going through the deductions and everything? Or, or you know, I I just can't imagine well, somebody. Well, most most of the time they just wouldn't um, know. You know, they wouldn't understand that. Uh, the best case scenario, they'd probably base it off uh, someone's net or take home. So they okay. they would say, oh, okay, I know that you're um, an independent contractor um, and that you have, you know, expenses, and then at the end of the day, you take home this amount, and and not really understand that, um, particularly in their transportation industry, they have so many write-offs that their adjusted gross income is a lot lower. And let's say they they do realize that their uh, adjusted gross income is you know, uh, average that we've gotten are around seventeen, eighteen thousand. Um, a lot of the times, uh, even if they did have the correct adjusted gross, what would happen is people would end up in this uh, in-between zone where they don't qualify for any subsidies because um, their, you know, taxable income too is too. They make too little, right? But they don't qualify for Medicaid either because their gross is too high. So they didn't, uh, weren't able to get in touch with someone that could, you know, help them and and be like, well, what we need to do in this situation is, um, you know, we're estimating it for the coming year. We need to make sure we estimate it so you're still on the threshold where you're getting the subsidies to pay for most of your plan instead of just pay, saying, you know, nope, you don't qualify for them. Uh, you need to pay the full cost of the plan. Okay. All right, I'm just going to tell everybody who's listening because there's a lot of people, a lot of listeners on the phone line tonight. Um, And for everybody who's listening through your um, Internet, uh, if you have a question, uh, later on we're going to go through a a few things first. But if you're listening, you have to press 1 on your keypad. Uh, and that'll put your hand up so we know you want to be uh, part of the show or you have a comment or question. And if you're listening through the Internet right now and you want to be a part, call in 347-826-9170. And again, you can put your hand up by just pressing 1 on your keypad after you dial in. So I just wanted to say that, Trey, because there's a lot of people online. They may just be wanting to listen tonight. I don't know, but... Um, I have a feeling like once we go over a few things that we're we're going to probably be getting some uh, some hands up over here. So Great. anyway, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, uh, but uh, okay. So the people who who called and were rejected, either they were making too little, or or they were making too much as far as gross and people didn't know what to do with that so then they would tell them a big high premium i mean either way you know they were getting information that that wasn't entirely good news for them um but i I mean it was was just a a a total disconnect um between basically people who they were on the phone with not understanding their industry you know they would get asked what's your paycheck each month 
or what do you what do you make an hour? And they'd say, you know, well, I, I get a settlement. Um, it's based on, on load or per mile. Um, and, you know, the person on the other end of the line would have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so I, I think just not understanding how their situation works was, was probably the biggest blocking factor. Okay. Well, we're going to get into in a little bit examples of uh, how much your insurance uh, would be. We'll give some hypothetical, you know, examples. Or actually, I think uh, tonight you're going to actually do real examples, just not put the people's names out there, of what they're actually paying and some of the figures uh, that they have. And this way, those who are listening can kind of match up these uh, scenarios, if you will, and see how close they are. Uh, you know, one thing I want to say, and, and, and Alan and I admire this very much, um, Trey did this for about a year, helping people. He was in a different department and uh, doing different things with the family business, and he would answer the phone, and he would hear hear this, people with these problems. And um, you were helping these people pretty much for a year, kind of for free. I mean, just just helping them. Which you know, I you know I I thought that was really nice, and and uh, and Alan even said you know you know wow that's that's great. I mean because that's what it's about. It's about helping people. It doesn't always have to be you know for something. But now it's turning around, which which is good because now that your your business is all you've got your new software in place and everything, and now people are spreading the word uh, about pay plans and benefits. Uh, you get a lot of referrals, am I right? Is 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 this what's going on also? Yeah, we we have a huge amount. Most of our business comes in from uh people referring their friends and family. Um so you know, the technology didn't exist for me to um e- even sign people up uh as short ago as a, a year ago. Um you know, because this law is so new and uh, the industry basically didn't exist before. Um, you know, it, it, even though, you know, in the majority of cases, I wasn't actually initially in all the cases, uh, I wasn't actually getting any, you know, commission or payment from the insurance companies. Um, the people had such a positive experience that it made it worth it. You know, I've had people go out of their way to uh, post information um, on on different forums that they're a part of, on their Facebook pages, referring friends and family over. Um, so, you know, the idea was that, one, uh, it, it just felt better. Uh, it felt like yeah, it does. It um, feels good to help people. I, I And, you know... <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, so it's it's kind of paying off now. Uh, I, I want to get in, in, into a little bit why you're um, unique to the industry uh, and uh, how people, you know, they start on your site, they end on your site, so that therefore they have customer service, and it's because of the unique software that uh, Pay Plans and Benefits has finally put into place and it has made a part of its business model. And that's why people are receiving uh, all these tremendous benefits. But before we do, um, I'm going to get one caller 
uh, who put their hand up. So I'm going to get area code 702. Who do we have on tonight? Hello. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? Well, I can hear you, and I don't know if everybody can yeah. hear me. I can barely hear. I don't know, you know, what's going on. Um, okay. Can you, can you hear us okay? I, I can hear you guys just fine. Okay, great. Uh, Who do we have? I can hear you as well. Yeah, uh, my name is Erwin Thompson. How are you and tonight? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing wonderful. Um, my question is, I'm an owner-operator, but I'm incorporated, and I pay myself and my wife a salary as part of our business. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I mean, I basically, I tried to get onto this stuff a while ago, and, you know, the same type of thing where they said, you don't qualify, you know, because I really don't understand how it works, you know, it, because I'm a small business, I was trying to say, well, this is what I earn because this is what I pay myself, and I'm not too sure, you know, basically, I can't find help, you know. I mean, and, you know, we're looking again this year, getting ready to, and the times we've looked before, this stuff is just, it's killing me to even try to try to get health insurance. Yeah. So okay. what do you do in this case as being an incorporated? How, how does that work? Um, a, a lot of my clients are in that same boat, actually. Um, I, I don't want to go into like have you give specifics about your you know family situation um on the radio but uh okay what whatever you um let's say you're a you're an s corp uh and um you know you give uh, you and your wife a certain salary which is uh, similar to what a lot of my clients do um what you're going to what you're taxed on is that salary that you give yourself. So that's your adjusted gross income. So, um, you know, the, the corporation itself um, would, you know, grosses probably definitely a lot more than uh, the salary because you, you have all these overhead costs. Um, right. But whatever you personally, um, you and your wife, your household, are, are paying taxes on at the end of the year, um, right. that's what it's based off of. Um, okay. And so what you can do, you know, let's say you are applying uh, through uh, my website in, instead of talking to me on the phone. Um, right. When you're, when you're putting in your income, what you would put is self-employed and then put down that, uh, you know, adjust, your adjusted gross income for the year, which is, you know, whatever you're taxed on, probably the salary that, that you give yourself. Um, and that's what the subsidies would be based off of. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, does that help? It, yeah, I mean, it helps, I, you know, and obviously we're going to have to definitely check out your website, which I think I saved to my, uh, you know, to my uh, browser, for, you know, after seeing it on uh, Alan's page. But just since I have you on the phone, and then you can plug again, what exactly is your website? Uh, it's www.payplans, P-A-Y-P-L-A-N-S, uh-huh. and um, so A-N-D, benefits, B-E-N-E-F-I-T-S dot com. And I'll give you my direct line right now, too. Okay, good. Um, it's yeah, uh, five, 508. 508. 
815-4636. Okay. And what was your name again? I, I kind of came in a little a little late on the show. Yeah. No, it's, uh, my name is Trey Walker. Trey Walker. Walker, okay. Right and and also okay. for um, everybody who's listening, also um, uh, if you go to askthetrucker.com, um, right on the top, they are one of the rotating banners on the top of askthetrucker.com, and if you click on the link there, it'll take you right to their uh, website. So that might be a little easier uh, to remember. You don't have to type anything in; just click on the the banner. And also after the show, we'll be posting their website. Uh, for everybody, you know, on Facebook, and uh, it'll go up to Twitter also. So you could just go to the pages, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it as easy as possible. Uh, plus, we'll post uh, their phone number, because I, I know you're going to get a lot of uh, calls from this uh, tonight. Um, so, well, before we, uh, you know, I, I want to get into what makes uh, what makes your software so unique, because it, I was intrigued uh, when you and I talked about it, and I was surprised that there's uh, really nothing else out there uh, quite like it. Uh, before I do, um, you feel like taking another caller, Trey? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, area code 607. I have a feeling I know who this is. Yes, Donna, it's your favorite stalker. How are you doing tonight? Um, great. This is uh, Tom Kirk over at Road Tested Living. <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, Trey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. A uh, couple of questions. Um, the first thing is, and maybe I missed it at the beginning of the, of the show, is, um, you know, what does this service cost? Are you like an insurance agent or broker? You know, uh, you know I, I know you can help us find policies, but is it, you know, ba- basically, you know, how do you get paid? Um, so I'm an insurance broker. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. Um, so insurance companies pay uh, brokers um, who who sign someone up in a policy. And, you know, the idea is supposed to be that your broker is getting paid um, uh, a commission from the insurance company with the understanding that if you ever have questions or need advice or ongoing things, you can just call into them. Um, the problem that's going to happen with the, uh, once the Affordable Care Act started is that, um, you know, there are some businesses that saw, oh, this is an opportunity to sell a bunch of health insurance plans. Um, but so they just set up these massive call centers. Um, or, or even if you go through healthcare.gov. And the problem is that um, when you have ongoing questions or um, need help down the road, there's not anyone that you can call to reach out to to have help you with that. Um, so I guess the, the the other answer to your question is the the way I get paid is uh, I get a commission uh, from the health insurance company um, for signing the person up in the policy. Um, but to be honest with you, a lot of the times uh, I don't get paid. You know, there might be someone who I'm helping where I don't happen to be contracted with that company. Or um, maybe I am in the area, but it's not the best fit plan for them. Um, so, you know, it's 
my responsibility as, as a broker, way it should be anyway, is to, you know, help give you advice um, for whatever fits best for, for you and your family, regardless of how I'm paid. Well, I think you kind of answered uh, another one question for me, and actually just have a second question is, uh, are you a broker for all 48 states? Or are there certain places or areas you don't cover? And if that's the case, you know, are you still able to help, help me? Uh, and then I think this, this, the, kind of the other question is, is on this, and I think you've already answered it, is insurance agents, as you know, is kind of a dirty word to a lot of people because they have, for better or for worse, a, a less than reputable reputation. Um, yeah. and, but it sounds like in your case, you know, you know, because I guess the question everybody always asks is, well, how do I know if I go to an independent agent that I'm getting the best insurance plan for me rather than the one that pays them the most money? So, you know, I guess the follow-up question kind of to this is, you know, uh, do you, when you look at policies, look at what's best for the person or kind of go, well, you know, these two plans are basically the same, but company X is going to pay me an extra, you know, $5 or $20 or whatever it is. Eh, they're close enough. We'll go with company X. Yeah, um, there, there's differences in what companies pay commission. Um, with me, uh, for one, when the person's looking at the plans, um, they're seeing all the same things that, that I am. So whether it's um, browsing everything that's available in their area uh, through the site or if I'm sending them uh, a link to, to look at all the plans, you know, with their – uh, their specific subsidy and, and family situation factored in. Um, so, uh, you know, I can't really say they're going to, they're going to see everything that's out there. So if there's a plan that costs less, they're going to see it. Um, in my mind, what I do is not so much sell people the different insurance plans, but just help them, understand what the differences are. You know, sometimes there might be a plan that's a little bit less, but maybe that company has a reputation for uh, being ruthless about not paying out claims. Or, you know, last year there was this issue where uh, I had to call a bunch of my clients kind of in a in a rush because uh, one of the insurance companies uh, was going bankrupt and they're they're spinning off that company and the profits into like a parent company knowing that they'd never have to pay out clients. Um, so, you know, I'm always, I'm going to do what's in the best interest of my clients and it's going to be transparent because they're going to see it too. And I, I really can't see doing the business any other way because, you know, it just ends up better for everyone and it pays dividends with people having a positive experience um, and then going out of their way to refer me or, or, or help me out in the future. Um, the other uh, part of your question was there are some states that I can't sign people up for um, just because it's not feasible technologically. Those are New York and California. Um, they're kind of their own animal and Massachusetts, the state that I'm in. Um, New York and California, you have to 
you know, be in that state, you have to take like 60 hours of a course in the state to be able to use their own state-based exchange. Um, so in those instances, I still help people find a plan. Uh, I just can't get paid for it um, or fill the actual application out for them, themselves. Okay, but you can you can advise them. Tom, aren't you in New York? Uh, uh, yeah, Jeff. Actually- Sorry, well, actually, Donna, my mother's in New in in New York. Uh, a lot of people think I am because that's where I have my mail set because it usually gets to me faster. Uh, but actually, I'm a resident of PA. Oh, okay. So you, so you would be okay then. You he, you're you're licensed in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm I'm licensed in in every state. It's just that some of the states, um, because they have just the three that I mentioned, because they have their own system, I can't. Um, Sign people up. Uh, you can just advise them. For them, I can just advise them, right? Actually, like 4:30 today, um, someone from New York called and, and I helped him find a plan. Before that, he was having trouble because, uh, you know, they're basing it off his gross, um, and you know, I kind of explained to him how to figure out that his adjusted gross income was was 20,000. I kind of queued up, you know, exactly how he should do the application and, and fill it out so he could get a point. You know, it was actually affordable. I bet you he was thrilled. Yeah. yeah he was <laughs> I mean, these, all, all the states that, that were gung-ho about um, doing this and, and created their own exchanges are are really nightmares to deal with because uh, the technology is awful. You know, most of the time the, the websites just literally don't even work. Um, but, you know, so it, it's all the more helpful to have someone that actually knows how to navigate their complicated bureaucracy, but also, you know, uh, you kind of have to tell the rep on the other end of the phone exactly how to do the application, otherwise they, they don't know what they're doing. hmm now, I do have one last question. I'm kind of in an odd situation. I'm a company driver, but recently for fun, I've been looking at some different companies that are out there, and something that I I never knew that companies were doing until, I, and I think it's as a result of the ACA, is you can go in and they have insurance co- company for you. They'll have insurance coverage, which oftentimes is outrageous, for your kids, but if you have a spouse, you have to go out and buy separate coverage for your spouse uh, off one of the exchanges. Um, and in some cases, from what I've discovered, uh, talking to a couple of recruiters for some of these companies, it's even cheaper to get the insurance for your kids through the exchange than a company plan. For somebody like me or somebody who's in that situation, uh, are you able to help them as well? I am, yeah. Um, so I help company drivers. Um, actually, just kind of this thing starting as a grassroots referral thing, uh, I get a ton of referrals from recruiters, um, basically uh, using our companies like outsourced uh, HR firm, uh, saying, you know, look at this company's benefits package um if you're interested in in leasing on with us you should give them a call um because you know we work with them and this is how great the benefits that we offer are um 
most of the time, pretty much all the time, with owner operators or, or company drivers, because of all those because of all their deductions, um, their their kids are going to qualify for CHIP, which is a, a federal health insurance program um, where you know it's it's basically free health insurance. Um, sometimes they don't want their kids to be on CHIP; they'd rather have their kids be on a uh, higher end private plans, uh, you know, if they are worried about having an issue finding doctors or the right specialists. Um, and, and in that case, you know, they can put their kids on the private plan. Um, and even though you're adding more people onto the plan and the, the total cost is going up, uh, so are the subsidies. So, you know, it still ends up being incredibly affordable. Yes, but uh, let me just it, get a clarification, if I can. Uh, yeah. You know, if I if I'm a traditional company driver, you know, uh, where they pay me an annual salary, uh, you know, and they do offer an insurance program, can I go outside and still get subsidies, or am I pretty much stuck with what the employer offers for me? But if they don't offer appropriate coverage for my family, can I get coverage? For them, through you know the exchange, basically. Yeah, you can. Um, so anyone, anyone, any company can can opt out of their company's uh, insurance program and and go through the exchange instead. Um, and uh, a lot of people are because what some of the really big companies are are doing um, is they're offering what's called uh, minimally compliant plans. So the, the the bare bones minimum, um, really high deductibles, uh, but, but just enough so that they're being legally compliant under the law. Um, and usually these plans cost a lot in in premium too. So uh, when someone's offered, you know, do you want to pay an arm and a leg for this plan that isn't even going to cover you until you've already paid? You know, uh, twelve hundred, uh, sorry, twelve thousand or or thirteen thousand dollars out of pocket, um, or do you want to go and and get? Um, well, they wouldn't phrase it like that, but you would have the option to either choose that plan or or opt out of it and and go um, for a subsidized plan in the individual market. Well, that's new to me, Trey. I thought that if your employer offered you uh, insurance that you had to take it, and you're saying no, you don't have to, correct? No, you don't. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If the employer is is has over 50 employees, they're they're required by law to offer something to their employees, but those employees can choose whether or not to take that plan or to go to the individual marketplace. Um, and there's kind of like a the the darker side of after the laws got passed, there's an industry now where their business model is going to these large employers and saying, hey, let's offer this minimally compliant plan that, that's really not great and costs a lot of money um, because most people are going to opt out of it because why would they take it instead of, you know, just going to the exchange as an individual? Um, and that way, you as a company are not going to have to pay as much in health care costs, which is, you know, very different than what we do. Okay. Uh, 
because I know one thing I've discovered looking at the insurance package that my co- company offers, and, and it's, it's it's good health insurance. Have I seen better plans out there? Yes. Are there a lot worse plans out there? Definitely. I, I'd say it's probably middle of the road. But when I look at what they're giving me, for my family, for what I pay, compared to some of the other companies out there, I actually figured out I'm making between 500 to to $1,000 extra a month just because of my company's benefit plan. So, you know, and this other company, yes, they paid more per mile, but when I look at the benefits, I'm going, ooh, I'm actually taking a paid cut, even though they're going to pay me more. And that was the company I crossed off my list. But because of some of what you're telling me now, that may actually be a company that I may put back on my list because there is an option to get, you know, affordable insurance now. Yeah, yeah, there is. And a lot of the large carriers, um, like the very large carriers, are kind of using our program as a as a recruitment and retention tool, you know, because that's the biggest thing when you're looking for what company to get contracted on with. Um, and if they can offer something that they don't have to pay anything for and is, you know, uh, far and above better than everything else that's out there, you know, that's huge for them in, in terms of getting you contracted. Thank okay, you very much, this, Trey. I'll let somebody else jump in with some questions because I don't know if anybody else has them, Donna. I don't want to monopolize the time. Okay. Well, listen. If, you know, if you have another question, um, I always have the the attitude: if if somebody thought of a, a question, then there's probably ten others think ten others thinking the same question. So, um, feel free. Um, we're going to take a little break right now. Uh, when we get back. Trey, I'd like to go over um, some scenarios you have uh, uh, about, you know, examples of different people, uh, what what they're paying, how much they're making, and what kind of insurance, deductible, copay, and all that. And then our listeners can kind of try to fit that into uh, into their their situation. So uh, we'll be back in a minute. Uh, right now, for everybody who's gotten on late. Uh, We're talking owner-operators can afford private health insurance, including low deductibles. We'll be back in a minute. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website 
website, truckerlawyers.com, is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Okay, everybody, we're back. We're with Trey Walker, our guest tonight, as we talk about owner-operators can afford private health insurance. And, um, well, Trey, why don't we go through um, a few of the different examples of families, of what they're making, and uh, their adjusted gross income difference from their gross, how much their premiums will be, and things like that. Okay, um, so I think I'm just going to go through uh, my last few clients, you know, just saying um, the ages and in, in, in what state they're in. Um, so, you know, I don't give anyone's personal information away, and that way it'll kind of be a, uh, you know, not cherry-picking, uh, but a, a pretty accurate estimate of, of my last four. So, um the family of three from Alabama. Um, the husband was 45, wife was 44. Um, they had uh, a kid um, who, and, and they decided to have their their kid go on chip instead of adding them onto the plan. Um, so for the the two of them, uh, you know, their their kid's health insurance was was paid for. Um, Normally, it would have been $620 for the plan that they got, uh, but they got a subsidy of $556. Um, so for both of them, they were only paying $64 a month for the health insurance okay, but what, that they had. What did they start out with? What's their gross? And we're trying to like let people see if they fit into these categories. Yeah, his uh, his gross was about $145,000. Um, $145,000? Yeah. Okay. Uh, his net was forty-five, uh, but after deductions, write-offs, um, and, and usually what I do is have uh, my clients look at their adjusted gross income from last year's tax return, so we can you know get the uh, best estimate possible, um, our, our closest. So after looking at uh, his tax return, the adjusted gross income was sixteen thousand. So they had um, their health insurance plan, you know, pretty much entirely paid for uh, by the subsidy. So in addition to having the, the premium go down to sixty-four dollars instead of six hundred and twenty, they also had, you know, the deductible paid down to zero from uh, five thousand. Looking at what the uh, type of plan this was with United, uh, they, uh, you know, is a ten-dollar copay for a doctor's visit. Um, uh, $5 copay for prescriptions, uh, $20 copay for a specialist visit. Um, another family, yeah, another family from Arkansas, um, $63 a month for a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan, 
Um, same situation, zero dollar deductible, uh, low co-pays. You know, instead of paying seven sixty-eight, they were paying sixty-three dollars a month. Um, How much? Sixty-three. Okay, and that's uh, and and what did they start off as as a uh, gross? I mean, usually what I hear for gross is is about one hundred fifty thousand. Okay. You know, um, anywhere okay. between That's 100 or 200,000. Yeah, 150 is about the average. Um, you know, and then people will, will net or take home 30 on average, uh, anywhere between, you know, 25 and maybe 40, which is, a, I rarely hear 40, but, um, but you know, average adjusted gross income is, is about 17,000. A lot of the time, you know, especially if someone just had to do some repairs to the truck or they had um, some other expenses. Um, actually, this happens pretty often. They're they're in that bracket where they don't qualify for any of the subsidies because they're in the Medicaid bracket, but they don't qualify for Medicaid either because their growth is too high. So we have to figure out um, what estimate to do for the coming year to make sure that um, they – you know, are able to get the subsidized health insurance plan. So, I mean, there's no penalty for overestimating. Um, they might actually just get more of a credit back on their taxes at the end of the year. Um, but if, you know, they submit the application with the adjusted gross as it is, they're going to be in that, uh, you know, situation that I guess they didn't really think about or, or factor in when they passed the law or, or created right. the um the actually they make system. too little. They make too little uh, they, and they make after they, they make know, too do little, all the deductibles. Yeah. Based on what they're taxed on it, it it's too low. But it's kind of just like a whole subset of the population that's left out. You know, because they wouldn't qualify for Medicaid either because they're they're grossing income. It's too high. So if your grossing income is too high, even though if you're not making you know, if your adjust is is low, you're still not going to be able to uh, to get your um, benefit, your subsidy, your tax credit. So you've got yeah. to be very careful and make sure you're you're dealing with somebody who understands this, or you're going to be in that limbo area. Uh, so, um, okay. Now, did you have a, a, a now? How many? Well, how big was that family? How many people were in that family from uh, Arkansas? Uh, just the husband and wife are, are on the plan. They had kids, but their kids are on chip as well. Oh, they're on chip. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, um, any any anything else you got for us? Any other examples? I, I mean, I got literally hundreds. I just I don't know. Um, I'm trying to. Do you have an example? One that decided to put their kids on the on the insurance policy instead of using chip. Uh, I do, yeah. Um, just uh, let me try to find them. Okay, so this family, um, they're from Tennessee, uh, family of four. Uh, the, the husband was 33 and the wife's 32. They had a 12 year old and an 11 year old. Um, they're all on 
Blue Cross Blue Shield plan. Um, in some areas, they offer multi-state plans, which work out really well for um, owner-operators, obviously, because they're on the road a lot. Um, but the multi-state plans tend to be a little bit more expensive. Um, this plan was norm would have been normally $579 for the whole family. Um, they got a subsidy of $406, so they ended up paying uh, $173. If they had decided to not go with, uh, also, you know, their jackals are zero, and uh, I, I think it was something crazy like uh, $5 for a copay for a doctor's visit. Um, they're, they're 123. They had um, chosen to go with a higher-end plan that um, would be accepted in any state at any doctor that takes Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is, you know, okay. pretty much every doctor. And what was, uh, what, were they in the same category, 150000 gross? Sorry, what? They were in that same category of 150000 gross a year? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I uh, almost every owner-operator I, I talk to, um, they're grossing at least over 100000 Okay. If, if they're so they were over working working for the whole year. Okay. Uh, I have another caller uh, with their hand up. I'm going to get to area code 303. Okay, area code 303. Who do we have tonight? Uh, you should know 303 area code by now. Oh, well, I got a few, <laughs> a few 303s. <laughs> this is Rick. Hi, hi Rick. I'm just, I'm doing good. How are you, Chinabo? I have a cold. Doing a health show oh, with a well, cold. Hope you feel better. Uh, yeah. Straight. Good evening. Uh, my question uh, for you is this: I'm looking for health insurance for myself. Currently with mm-hmm. Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, they've sent me a notice saying, for whatever reason, they're not going to be able to rewrite or renew my policy in the state of Colorado as of the first of the year. So basically, shopping for insurance. Um, I'm looking for a health insurance plan um, that the insurance company will pay all the medical bills once I satisfy my deductible. I'm used to paying a high deductible in order to keep my monthly premiums down. So Mm. I am not looking for any type of insurance policy where after my deductible is met, I'm going to be responsible for 20% or 30% of medical bills because it only takes one catastrophic stay in the hospitals or run up hundreds of thousands of dollars of bills, and I don't want to be responsible for 20 or 30% of that. So I'm looking yeah. for a plan where I pay X amount of dollars for my deductible. Once that deductible is met, the insurance company takes care of all the rest. Um, I'm used to paying a 40 or $50 copay for an office visit, so I don't have a problem with that. Um, and I'm And I'm used to paying out of pocket for my prescriptions until I reach reach my deductible as well. Um, do you have insurance policies that are similar to what I'm describing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, one thing when you're looking at, um, when you were mentioning the coinsurance, it, it made me think of this. Um, there, when you're looking at plans or shopping plans, there's something called the out-of-pocket maximum. And that is uh, 
uh, you know, under any circumstances, let's say you're you're racking up uh, a lot of um, uh, costs from uh, co-pays or, or co-insurance, um, more likely co-insurance. Um, the out-of-pocket maximum is the the most uh, you'll ever have to pay on out-of-pocket under any circumstances. Um, what's good about the the subsidies for owner operators is that the out-of-pocket maximum is also, you know. Um, uh, paid down as well. So, you know, sometimes out-of-pocket max will be like $500 uh, like it was with a couple of my clients today, which is good because you know that, you know, if anything really serious happens, uh, you're not going to go bankrupt trying to pay the hospital bills. Um, Colorado, in your case, is one of those... Uh, Colorado has its own exchange um, and... Uh, it's kind of tricky for you because they uh, their their exchange does not work very well. Um, usually the, the website doesn't work, and then if if you call in, what they end up doing is uh, they route you to uh, some uh, broker in the area who who tries to push you into you know either a full cost plan or whatever plan that he's going to end up getting commission for. So. Um, if you want to call, um, uh, I've helped a, a lot of people in Colorado out. We can figure out, you know, what you should estimate your adjusted gross um, as and, and what you can expect for a subsidy um, and then look at what plans are in your area in Colorado. And I'd recommend calling the insurance company directly, um, not even going through their exchange because if you do that, they're just going to route you to a broker in the area. I remember okay, so when I looked at their exchange. Oops, sorry, Donna, go ahead. No, I was just wondering, is, is Rick supposed to call you, Trey, or how? Yeah, yeah, he, he can call me, and, and I can help him. Okay. So I'll definitely call you. I, I remember when I looked at the Colorado exchange last year, they had no plans, I mean zero, where the, the person signing up was not going to be responsible for at least 20%, sometimes 30 or 40%, of bills after a deductible was met, so the I I wasn't even thinking about going through the exchange. I'll take a peek at it, but uh, you know I've been getting quotes from companies like Cigna and, and the major uh, uh, insurance companies. But as long as you feel that you have plans that that fit the criteria that I just described, I will definitely give you a call. And thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I can. I've, uh... Uh, I helped a lot of people with the Colorado Exchange. They're, they're honestly um, probably one of the hardest to try to deal with. I, I mean, it's, I know how to do it, and this is my job just from doing it a few times. But you call the website or, or you go onto the website and, and usually it doesn't work or, or the plans displayed there aren't accurate or aren't showing the subsidies. If you call in, they can't take the application there. They just route you to uh, uh, sales rep in the area, um, but you know, I, we can pretty easily look at what plans are available and and uh, figure out which you know carrier or sorry health insurance company for for you to call directly. Um, and you know that'd be my recommendation instead of trying to deal with the exchange or or definitely you know don't pay full price for for uh, one of the plans. Okay, Sounds great. great. I'll give you a call first of the week. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, thanks for calling, Rick. Um, also, um, oh, we have another caller. 
Um, okay, let's just take this one, and then I wanted to get into your software thing, which I find so uh, interesting. Area code 314. Okay, area code Hi, 314, Donna. who do we have? Hi, Donna, this is Linda. Hi, Linda, how are you? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing as Rick. You should know who this is. <laughs> uh, so I I also have the same situation. We have been using assurance insurance for many, many years and got the letter that they were not going to continue on next year. So I'm in the same boat as Rick. I'm I'm looking for insurance. Um, it would be two people. Uh, we have we I have an HSA in place, so I want something that's compatible with an HSA. One thing that I have never had is like Rick does with that wellness checkups or are the only fifty dollar. I mean, in, I probably had assurance for fifteen years and I never used it, and I didn't even know they had such a thing. And with other insurance, where you could actually get checkups and they would do a copay on them. So. I'm learning there's a lot better insurance out there, but yeah, when I've been I, looking uh, up the prices, whoa. Yeah, uh, insurance uh, assurance uh, is, uh, I, I really don't like assurance. Um, uh, I mean, they, from what I've read or how I understand it is, they um, did a big push to sign people up for a lot of plans knowing they're going to go bankrupt and, and not have to be responsible for paying out the claims. Um, so I, I, you know, would definitely get off of assurance. What, what state did you say you lived in? Uh, Missouri. Okay. Um, yeah, if you want to, uh, I don't want to give a, it only takes about a minute and a half to, to bring up quotes for, you know, all the different plans in your area in Missouri, but yeah, I don't want to do that over the air. If you want to give me a call, um, even tomorrow, uh, we, okay. we can bring up what your options are pretty quickly. Okay. Donna, I I have not heard the phone number. So is this possible? Okay, I was just going to ask him. Yeah. I was just going to ask him because I have the pay plans and benefits phone number here of 1-800-459-0962. Is that the best number? Uh, I know you gave out your personal number, I thought, uh, a little while ago. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so that, that's our main number, but I don't. Uh, I have no problem giving out my direct line, too. Um, okay. And and if you're ready for it, it's, um, it's 508-815-4636. Okay, we'll repeat that, 463. So it's 508-815. Yeah. Four six three six. Yeah. Okay. And and if they Great. call that eight hundred number or, or go on the website, um, you know, ultimately, um, I'll, I'll end up talking to them as well. Um, Could you also repeat the website too? Uh, it's Payplans, uh, P A Y P L A N S, uh, and spelled out A N D Benefits dot com. B-E-N-E-F-I-T-S, payplansandbenefits.com. There's a big banner on our website, Linda. You can just click it, too. Oh, okay. I'll just go there. Thank you. Uh, uh, all righty. Thanks. 
Okay. Well, uh, I hope uh, people are getting their their questions answered tonight. You know, I wanted to um, <clears throat> talk to you a little a little bit more about the benefits of going through uh, you guys uh, versus another, let's say, broker. And uh, if you could just run by some of those differences, and I think the main difference is your software, kind of like how you stay, how you were explaining to me, how you start with you and you never are sent to another website. And it seems like that's how that is happening right now. If you, you know, you call somebody and then for the subsidy they send you somewhere else. And correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, if I'm saying this wrong. This is just how I understood it to be. Is that correct? Um, yes. So um, there's. So you could just tell I, people I, how it works. I, yeah, I guess I, it might be better to explain how um, other people are doing it and then as okay. a comparison to ours. I mean, so there's, okay. there's a ton of um, basically marketing companies or, or call centers. Um, some of them are, you know, branded to be specialized for a specific industry. Um, and, and so maybe they, they know a little bit about that industry. Um, but ultimately, they don't have the ability to... Um, sign you up them, themselves um, because a lot of these technology solutions didn't exist um, even even six or seven months ago. So uh, what ends up happening is they uh, whoever they're, they're speaking with, they, they briefly go over the, the health insurance um, and uh, usually how they're actually making money, though, is pitching these other uh, additional products, or they call them voluntary products in the insurance industry, like um, accident plans or, or critical illness or, or something like that. Um, and then, you know, once they've gone over for the, the, the pitch with you for, for that, um, to actually sign you up, uh, they don't, they can't do that because they're not, they don't have a technology connection with uh, the federal marketplaces system. Uh, so you get referred over to another call center that, that does. Um, because in 2013, you know, I wanted to, uh, uh, you know, build this system uh, ourselves and, and some of the uh, quotes that we were getting for Technology uh, vendors to to do it were were crazy, like two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars a year. So only the very large companies um, invested in the software. Um, but since then, there's been uh, you know a kind of a market that's opened up with all these new companies that allow us to be able to do that. So. Um, in comparison to, to that experience, if someone calls in with us, um, the person that they're speaking with, um, you know, one knows the industry, uh, two, you know, is actually the one signing them up, and three, uh, also knows their way around uh, any of the number of issues that could come up while trying to get the application through. Um, so, you know, it could it could go through, um, and then the the marketplace 
needs some additional information. Um, you know, it, it, with other companies, once they sell you the thing, um, you're kind of on your own. You, you're not going to be able to call back in and talk to the person that you talk to. You know, they're not going to be uh, fixing any glitches or, or helping you with uh, ongoing information the marketplace might need because uh, they're not really incentivized to do that. Um, if you call us, uh, you know, I can even upload um, the information the marketplace needs for you. I, I can advocate on your behalf with the insurance companies or, or the federal marketplace. Um, if you have any issues or questions, you can call in. I, I have a lot of clients who call uh, looking for help finding, you know, doctors in their network or, or um, things that aren't really even related to the health insurance plan directly. Um, it, it's also it, it's also a lot easier um, than even going through the the federal marketplace's website because uh, they ask you what I assume are, are census questions, which is why they ask, but dozens and dozens of questions that um, really have nothing to do with just the basic information that they need to put you in a plan. So, you know, when when you do the application either through our, our website or, or on the phone with someone, it takes about five minutes. Um, you call into the marketplace, you know, because let's say you're, you're skipping that whole uh, bait and switch with uh, other companies trying to sign you up for those other plans. Um, you might be on hold for one or two hours before you even getting someone, and then the application itself might take an hour and a half because they're they're asking fifty different option questions that you know they're not telling you you can actually skip. Does okay. that help? Yeah. And what about now? There's also these places that you can call a, a broker, and then they don't, you know, send you directly to the marketplace. There's like this in between place that signs you up uh, with actually the same kind of software that you guys have yourself and I guess that's why you, you can keep the people where you you know right with you from from start to finish but um, there, there's other there's other like third parties that kind of will take the, the, the broker's um, client to walk them through the subsidy, uh, or how do you how do I, how am I wording it to actually get their insurance policy? Yeah, I mean the the part that you really want the person to know what they're doing for is the actual health insurance application, um, right? Because that's where you're going to run into any issues, and that's you know what you're actually calling about. Um, so uh, other Brokers who, you know, they don't have, um, they're not technically capable of, you know, having um, a back-end communication between their system and the federal marketplace's system. So they can't, they can't do the application themselves. Um, so what okay. they end up doing is transfer you over to a larger call center that has essentially what would be a different version of the technology that we have. Is that does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Yeah, and and it took a while for it to make sense too because it is so new 
and uh, uh, you know it. The it's, beauty it's, of it yeah, is, it is, is really because it's almost unique. I, I'm, I'm not sure if anybody else out there at this point in time has it. Um, you know, and another question I wanted to ask you are: You're licensed in um, 45 states. You know, 48 less uh, New York, California, and Massachusetts. But well, I, yet you I actually, still... I, I, ha- I have licenses in those states. It's just that um, because those states are on their own state system, um, the the state regulations won't um, uh, allow me to. Um, sign people up as a broker like I can for all the states on the federal system, um, which is w- how it was initially when I first started doing this. There there wasn't any way for insurance brokers to sign people up themselves. What I would have to do is do a, a three-way call into that exchange um, and kind of uh-huh. guide the application through. So it's just that okay. those are the states that um, – have their their own setup, uh, just like Massachusetts, the state that I'm in. Massachusetts actually, it's you're not even allowed to get paid, but because I live here, I end up doing it for for free a lot, you know, for friends and, and family. Right, right, okay. So, in other words, you call another broker up and you want to apply for um, a tax credit. Um, they can't. They can't do it. They can't run it through their their software. They have to send you somebody somewhere else. Am I correct? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, maybe, uh, maybe there are a, a few larger companies out there that have the uh, ability to, the person that you're speaking with is the same person that's signing you up. Um, right. But... There's there's only a few of them, um, and as far as I know, there's not any that focus or work in the transportation industry. Right, right. I guess I I, I meant a bit with the transportation industry because um, I I don't know of any, but you can never say there aren't any unless you you know 100% know that. So, but I I think I don't think there are any. So uh, you could feel pretty confident about that. Now. Also, um, I wanted to ask you now, each state is different, right? I mean, they have different insurance companies, um, different criteria. You know, so you really, you can't give like a blanket, like, okay, if you're making this much and you gross this, you net this, you're adjusted as this, and, you know, it Um, it really depends on the state, right? Yeah, it's. And that's one of the complicated uh, parts, and in, in why you know I, I really needed the software to be able to do this. Um, it's going to be different based on zip code, based on uh, everyone's age, based on what company it is. Um, so, you know, the the other reason why you know there, there's not a lot of other people out there that are doing the same thing is. It's a big barrier to entry, um, getting licenses in all the states, and then getting contracts in you know each one of the six to a dozen different companies that operates in that state. And in some states, you know, even company 
even one company might be broken up into four different other companies. Uh, like, for example, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Pennsylvania is four different Blue Cross Blue Shield companies in Pennsylvania. And to, you know, offer Blue Cross Blue Shield in Pennsylvania, you need to get contracted with each one of those four in addition to the six other companies that are in Pennsylvania. Um, so that's another reason why there's not a... To my knowledge, not a whole lot of people out there that are doing the same thing. Um, another question I had for you is, uh, do they take like a health history? Like if if you're really, really sick, you know, you've got, you know, some kind of disease, does your premium go up because of that? No. Um, so after the Affordable Care Act got passed in 2013, um, they can't yeah. ask any questions about your medical history whatsoever before. So uh, it won't okay. change. Yeah, they can't deny you, they can't ask, and they can't um, They can't have that affect what you're paying. Okay, good. And also, hey, um, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Hey, this is, uh, I got a couple quick questions for you that a couple things that people have brought up. Earlier you mentioned multi-state policies. Um mm-hmm. And I guess this is maybe something that I kind of forgotten about. Maybe a lot of people didn't, because you know, in the in the old days before the ACA, you know, pretty much if you had health insurance, you know, it would work anywhere in the country. There might be some restrictions, but am I correct in understanding that at least in some locations or some states, you have a radius, for lack of a better term, that you, you're you can't use it outside of that area, or you have to get a special plan? Or could you explain a little bit more about how that works? Um, so this is the majority of health insurance plans. Um, they want you to go to a a network of doctors or choose one doctor and and have that doctor refer you out to others in their network, uh, in the area that you, you live in. Um, and if you go out of the network, um, you're not covered. And usually, um, even though a lot of these companies are, are nationwide, especially like United, for example, is they're they're the biggest health insurance company in the U.S. Um, but uh, you can't you can't go if you're in another state. You can't go to a doctor in that state without calling into United or, or calling into the doctor's office. Um, if the doctor's office helps you do this, and then getting a, a referral uh, to go see that doctor in another state. Multi-state plans, um, it, it doesn't matter. You can just go. But um, they're not offered everywhere, and it's uh, uh, they're, I, I'm thinking that they're going to become more and more popular um, as, you know, that this kind of whole healthcare paradigm shift happens, um, but uh, I, I only come across them every once in a while. A lot of times, they're not available. Okay, so they're not available in each state. Uh, no, and it's even down to county by by county. Um, so it's kind of a toss up whether there's going to be um, a multi-state plan in that area, but if there isn't, you know, there's still other options, uh, different network structures that 
um, we can pick out where uh, you're going to be able to go to the doctor in another state. Um, you just might need to call the number on the back of your card first to have them, okay. you know, let you know what doctor's and, in that area. And and they're pretty they're pretty good about that, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, that's one of the reasons why it's helpful to have um, uh, a broker helping you with it because they're uh, how good they are varies from company to company. Okay. Now, supposing you're you're out of state and you you have an emergency, you have to go to an emergency room. Um, I mean, how does that work? You 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 know, you're you're sick, you're you're ready to die, and you know you you can't be calling up on the back of your card, hey, I'm dying, I need to go to the emergency room. How does that work? Uh, you're always going to be covered for the emergency room, but depending on the type of plan you have, what that coverage is going to be. Um, is going to differ a lot. Um, so some plans may have a $500 copay for going to the ER. Okay. Some plans might um, do coinsurance. Like, uh, you know, it depends on what the coinsurance of the plan is or, or how much of the subsidy you get to pay down that coinsurance. Um, but, you know, the ER can be so expensive that even with coinsurance, it can end up costing a lot. Um, so, you know, that's Definitely something to consider when you're when you're shopping plans, or uh, I always sure. do anyway with my clients because you know they're on the road most of the time. Yeah, these plans, right, you've mentioned this a couple of times. What's coinsurance? Uh, coinsurance is um, so there's a copay when you go to the doctor or a specialist um, where you know instead of you paying the full amount it costs, you pay a, a copay, twenty or, or forty dollars, whatever it is. Um, and then coinsurance is uh, the health insurance company saying, okay, we're going to split the cost with you. So let's say you it's uh, you have 20% coinsurance on a uh, uh, skilled nursing facility. So the health insurance company is saying, all right, we'll cover 80% of the cost. You're responsible for the other 20%. Uh, but those costs can rack up really quickly, even though you're only paying 20% of them. So it's important to look at the out-of-pocket maximum, which is, you know, under any circumstances, even if you're paying a lot uh, in coinsurance, the most you're ever going to have to pay out-of-pocket is the out-of-pocket maximum. Okay. And uh, on your, these plans that you shared with us, is there a network of doctors, a pretty broad network of doctors that you can go to? Uh, in other words, uh, let's say you have a doctor that, that you really, really don't want to, you know, not go to. Um, yeah. When you're picking this plan out, is it easy for them to say, well, I like to go to Dr. So-and-so. Is he on, which plan is he on? Can you help them with that? Yeah, it, uh, it's very easy. Um, okay. So the plans that we offer are literally in... Any insurance company's plans in the whole country. Um, so uh, usually doctors, uh, different insurance companies uh, pay more or they're less of a hassle for doctors to collect um, money from. Um, so a lot of doctors, um, they have to accept a certain quota of Medicaid patients, but 
usually they'll cap out and um or you know sometimes they'll even say i'm I'm only choosing these you know two or three major health insurance companies the private ones, which is you know what my clients are signing up for um so you know if it's one of the major ones then uh you're gonna have a, a really easy time finding a doctor also um it's just a really quick search to see if uh, a specific doctor that you want to make sure um accepts that insurance uh accepts it okay all right well um we've had quite a few callers on uh call call in tonight and there's a few up here without their hands up uh if you want to be a part of the show you can just if you're on the call line listening through your phone you could just press 1 on your phone and it'll raise your hand and you can uh, ask a question uh if you're listening through the internet and you want to ask Trey a question uh the number is 347 826 9170 and I think we're just going to take a, a quick break right now. We'll be uh, right back. And this way you can think of any questions that you want to ask. And uh, I, I have your lines open, everybody who's called in. So if you, you think of something, you know, you could just chime in here. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Alan Smith here from Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com. And I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group. And with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have Trey Walker tonight with Pay Plans and Benefits, and he's been sharing uh, some really very, very uh, wonderful information about health insurance. Uh, the show tonight is owner-operators can afford private health insurance, and we've uh, we've covered quite a few different scenarios, uh, different examples of, of, you know, almost nothing, Trey. I mean, it's less than 100 a month for a lot of these people. Uh, having their whole family covered with zero deductibles and and five dollar copays, um, uh, this is going to be a tremendous benefit uh, for those in the trucking industry, especially those who have gone to uh, either 
a marketplace or or a broker and they really didn't understand uh the difference uh between the adjusted gross to the net they might have looked at the net but not all the way to the other um deductibles that they have which are very very unique to the trucking industry which brought their adjusted gross uh income uh down tr- really significantly so uh i know this show is is going to is is really going to be a big help to so many people um I'm trying to scroll down here and see if anybody new has their hand up. No, I don't think so. Um, so, Trey, I want to just thank you so much for coming on tonight and sharing this uh, wonderful information with everybody. Um, is, is there anything you think maybe we we might have missed tonight that you'd like to, to share with everybody or just, you know, your shout-out with your number and your website yeah, um, I can definitely give my number and my website out, and, um, you know, if there is anything I missed, um, anyone would be more than welcome to just give me a call. Um, nothing I can think of, and, and this this can get pretty technical and, and uh, right, you know, right. not too exciting, to be honest, so I'm probably going <laughs> to wrap it up now, but... Um, uh, so our our website is uh, www.payplansandbenefits.com. Um, you can uh, reach me uh, by the 800 number that um, Donna has on on her site, or on my direct line, which is uh, 508-815-4636. Um, and my email is also uh, T Walker, T W A L K E R at payplansandbenefits.com. And I can post all that up on uh, Facebook uh, after we're done with the show. And this way, you know, if anybody will have a replay, I'll post it up after the replay is generated. It usually takes, you know, about a half an hour to get the replay generated. And then we'll post all uh, all the information there along with the website and Trey's contact uh, information. But... Um, it's been a great show, and uh, thank you so much for uh, hey, hey, coming on this. Sh- Hello. I've got hey. I've got one. This is Tommy. I've got one last question for Trey, if I could. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Trey. One thing is, if I remember correctly, right now is open enrollment time uh, mm-hmm. for the federal plans. However, I know a lot of companies their open enrollment time is at different times of the year, particularly if you want to drop coverage. So if a driver, let's say, is on a company plan, realizes they could save money um, using one of these plans, you know, what's their, you know, how, basically how can they go about dropping it if their open enrollment period, for example, is until January, but they're federals now? How does that, how would that work? Uh, if they're outside of open enrollment, um, there's special applications you can do called qualifying life events or qualifying life event exemption um, to get them signed up for a health insurance plan outside of the open enrollment period. Um, and it, you know, it varies from case to case, um, but I, I can, you know, submit the app that way if, you know, uh, it's a situation where uh, someone's just paying, you know, way too much uh, for their for their health insurance plan or um, they're, they're losing coverage or um, any situation like that. Um, but those are, 
you know, special qualifying uh, event, and it's a little bit more complicated to submit the application. So, um, you know, definitely, if they can, um, uh, they should they should shop or, or look around uh, or, or give us a call, you know, between now um, and the, the end of February when open enrollment closes. I guess is it the end of January or the end of February? Uh, I believe it's the end of February. Okay. Okay. I thought it was the end of January. That's okay. Well, that's good. It gives you an extra month. Well, last year they uh, they extended it by, I think, like a month and a half, and then they had a special enrollment period for people who didn't know about the tax penalty. So, um, uh, you know, who knows what is going to end up happening this year. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that the whole you could sign up between this period and this period, and then if you miss it, you know, sorry, is ridiculous. But um, right, uh, but right. if they if they give me a call, uh, there's we can figure it out. So if you miss it, you just you'll help them through that qualifying life event and uh, get them going through through that. In, in either case, uh, everybody who's listening tonight. Um, if you just have a question or you're looking to sign up or you need advice, um, just give give Trey a call. Uh, he's he's willing to help you through the maze. And his number, again, is 508-815-4636. Or you can go to the Pay Plans and Benefits website, and their uh, direct line also is uh, an 800 number. So that's 800-459-0962. And I just want to thank you again uh, for coming on the show tonight. And we're going to try to get this replay up with all your contact info. And I'm sure there's going to be uh, a lot of people listening to this uh, to this replay tonight. So thanks so much uh, for, coming, for coming on tonight, Trey. And uh, we appreciate it very much. So. Great. Well, thank you, too, Donna. Good luck. <laughs> You're probably going to be with the phone in your hand for the next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank All you. All right, everybody. Um, well, uh, I'm trying to see any no. Gosh, there's so much that went on this week with um, the highway transportation bill and uh, the. I guess the, the heavy truck 91,000-pound uh, thing got the axe. Uh, that amendment that was going to get hitched onto the <clears throat> the highway bill, and I know a lot of people are glad about that. But anyway, uh, I, I was just looking at some of the things that are on that uh, highway bill, and I didn't realize that we have uh, they they're going to have like a pilot program for that 19 and a half year old driver. Is is any everybody's lines are still open? If if you want to jump in and help me on that. Is that true that they're gonna that they've got that on the transportation bill that passed the house, the the teen drivers? Um, I mean, I, that's the way it sounded to me. Of course, it still has to go through the Senate and they have to hash it all out and argue and carry on about it. But uh, it looks like that. I was really shocked to see that. So we'll see what happens with that. And everybody uh, who has a Facebook page. And they want to be a part of Trucking Social Media, uh, just go to truckingsocialmedia.com, click on the resource page, the Contact Us button, and just give us your Facebook page. 
and say, listen, I want to be on this resource page. I've, I've got some good information on my Facebook page, and, and I'd love to uh, be a part of it because Trucking Social Media is the place to go. To uh, It's the hub of resources to, to bring people together, quality information, products, services, and uh, the resource page is all free. So if you have something of quality you want to uh, offer to the trucking community, uh, we strongly suggest that you do so. Uh, again, on trucking social media, we have our videos. If you have a video that you'd like to submit uh, to you know, edify the industry, something that's going to help the trucking industry, the professional tri- driver, there's all different categories. There's advocacy. There's um, CDL tips. There's um, safety. And you could just scroll down the menu, and you could see what your video falls into and submit your YouTube video. It does have to be a YouTube video in order to fit the format uh, of the website, but we'd love to see you up there. And uh, askthetrucker.com, a lot of great information on there. Uh, Getting ready to post tonight an article that Elaine Papp sent us um, uh, regarding the uh, veterans and the, uh, the medical, the DOT medical. Uh, so we'll be having that posted tonight. And um, I think that's it. I'm just scrolling down here. Yeah. So I'm just going to say thanks so much, everybody, all our listeners. We really appreciate everybody uh, hanging with us almost two hours here. Uh, so until next time, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.